Uh, this guy is called the Standing Streamer. And boom. Everybody, how's it going? What's going on? I am the standing streamer, and this is putting you over. Welcome, and it's a Thursday. It is uh, March 26. I'm still stuck in the house. And, uh, yeah, so we, um, we're going to go on, we're going to put on another show here again tonight. Um, NXT and AEW was last night. Uh, I didn't, I didn't really catch much, much of either, to be honest with you. Uh, I fell asleep. I'm, uh, doing a lot of, a lot of work with the three ladies at home in the homeschooling. So, yeah, but tonight, uh, we're going to do, do putting you over, you know, and we got a guest. We got Man Scout Gaming. So hopefully we can uh, get him fired in here first. Uh, just want. But if you have any questions, don't forget get in the Discord, which I didn't write a command for, but it is Discord.io/slash putting you over. You come in, get in the channel labeled on the line. I will see you there. I'll pull you in. It should work. I haven't. Cha- I didn't change any of the settings, not one. So if it doesn't work, I'm gonna be pissed. Can you hear me, Mr. Manning? I can. You can. Awesome. So we it's working. So that's that's right. step one. Did you want to use video tonight or just audio? Sure, we can use video. Awesome. Excellent. Look at that. Look at that mustache. Looking good. Mm-hmm. Looking sharp. Looking sharp. Uh first and foremost, thank you for making taking the time out of your day to be on uh, a show that you probably Never heard of, didn't know me from a hole in the wall. So uh, I appreciate That's that. Be my career. So uh, what better guest do you have than a guy that you've never heard of before? Uh, ne- would recognize me from a hole in the wall. Yeah, I mean, why not? Right? It's fun. It's good. And you know, I the first time I ran across you was uh, I'm friends with the guys over at RetroSoft uh, Gaming for Retromania Wrestling, and cool. you were. Uh, you were involved in their indie indie mania like tournament, like March Madness style tournament. 
um, mm-hmm. you know, with a chance to be involved and be included in the game, which unfortunately you didn't win, although I did vote for you. But I appreciate that. You you're one of the few, so I appreciate that greatly. Yeah. And uh um but yeah, they they're uh, they're great guys. They had a lot of I told them I was interviewing you and they had a lot of good things to say about you and they're like um yeah, just let them know, you know, we're we're trying to work all the guys in and some DLC content and all that stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'll do I'll do my best and and all that. So that's when I first ran across you. Um, well, I'm surprised you said anything good about me. I drug my feet on that entire process the entire time. So yeah, that's, that's, no, I left a decent impression, even at my worst. <laughs> even at your worst. How? What were you dragging your feet about? Did, weren't into it? Well, I just, I just anytime like, hey, we need pictures or we need a video clip, and I'm like, we need you to fill out this paperwork, and it was just oh. typical indie wrestler. Uh, okay. <laughs> but you know, I did it anyways. I probably was more responsible than most people. I mean, can't so. they could? I mean, I went and grabbed pics. I can I can find pics of you, and uh, yeah, you know. But I mean, I guess the paperwork is is needed. But whatever. Yeah. Sorry. It, it all works out in the end, I guess. Um, your your first wrestling memory, whether it's in the ring or being a fan. Or uh, where did your love stem from, and what what's the first wrestling memory you have? Uh, this, is, this is a question gets asked all the time. I thought you're going to have different questions, but uh, I, it is a good story, and I have tons of practice answering these questions. So I'll, I'll answer it for you now. Um, one of my earliest memories memories of, of anything ever is a match that for a long time I thought was junkyard dog versus Ted DiBiase. All I know for sure was Junkyard Dog and a guy in black trunks. <laughs> and my parents, uh, basically, how I saw this is my parents said that they recorded wrestling because they just got a VCR and they, they said, like, we recorded wrestling and you're, you're a boy and we figured you might like this. And so, like, I saw it, like, Sunday morning, so... I watched this match and, it, and just seeing Junkyard Dog walk out and people stand up um, like they were excited to see him. Like that's just something I've always wanted for myself. And that's just like, oh, I want to do that. Whatever caused those people to do what they just did for this guy, that's what I want. And then seeing the match. Um, now, it turns out, fast forward several years, I tried to hunt this match down and try and recognize it and try and find where this is or what, the, where did I see this or what is this from? Well, I couldn't find anything with Ted DiBiase and Junkyard Dog. And then I was going through some old Saturday night's main events and come to find out the match that I saw was Terry Funk versus Junkyard Dog. I saw it. A lot of it came back to me. Also, too, it would have been on a Saturday night. My parents would have recorded it off the TV Thus, I would have saw it on a Sunday, and the dates line up to about the time that I had some of my other earliest memories. So, it basically, my first match I ever saw was Terry Funk versus Junkyard Dog from Saturday Night's Main Event. But for a long time, I thought it was Teddy Giassi, but uh, it turns out it was that. And if you've seen the match from Saturday Night's Main Event with Terry Funk doing every ridiculous film <laughs> comedy spot that there is... Uh, how I became who I became as a professional wrestler all becomes suddenly clear. 
Suddenly clear. So go back. So I'm gonna. I am gonna go back and watch that now. With that spot. Um, mm-hmm. Junkyard Dog and Terry Funk. I didn't know Terry Funk was even on Saturday Night's Main Event. It was one of the early ones. I think it was like it was very early. It was. It was just him, and he had Jimmy Hart as a manager. He had like a red poncho. He was doing every dumb spot there was, just getting hit. But yeah, he was on Saturday Night's Main Event. I did not know that. All right, so what I'll, what I'll try to do is I have a whole list of notes here and questions I want to ask, and you caught me off guard with my first question. You're like, oh, I thought you'd have different questions. So I'm going to try and make... I, I, I did not have that tone, sir. I, I had a condescending, <laughs> uh, sharp, acidic tone. No, Let you be stand corrected here. I, I don't... Uh, I don't uh, well, you're an, e- I, I am you're an Eagle Scout. An Eagle Scout wouldn't do that. And dry. <laughs> dry. So let me do let me do my best. Um, I was talking with someone else today about George South, and mm-hmm. um, I believe that you have a lot of high things to say about George South. Would you like to comment on that and tell us how you ran into him and where you met him? He's a crazy person. He should be locked up. He should be committed. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's basically the man that has taught me uh, about professional wrestling. In all aspects of it. And he has prepared me for every situation. And now that we live in this world where we don't, we don't know what wrestling's going to look like. No, we in don't. The next couple weeks. We have no idea. I'm not worried or concerned because I wrestled George South at, at a wrestling show where there was no wrestling ring. Long before that became in vogue, like there's a wrestling promotion that runs like these, these shows without wrestling rings. I was doing that five, six years ago in, in, in a church parking lot. So, like, I, I've i been put in every weird circumstance. I've had match, wrestling matches without a referee. I, I've had wrestling matches, like, on uh, hanging off the side of a racetrack grandstand. I, I All kinds of things that you could possibly... I've had a wrestling match in a, in a prison. I have... Oh, my God. Name, I've wrestled where there... George has uh, had his wrestling ring set up and only had one strip of padding on it. So, like, it's basically padding, and then the other two padding on the side are gone. So, like, it's just one strip of padding, and I'd be like, George didn't want to put the rest of the padding on. He goes, oh, just don't bump there. So, <laughs> I mean, a bomb could go off in the middle of that ring. I can still finish the match. I'm not worried about that. So where we stand as wrestling, as far as it goes right now, I'm I'm fine because... I've done way worse. I've been prepared for the situation and, and recognize and can see what are the circumstances, how can I manipulate it, how can I maneuver it, and to complete the task of entertaining the people. And that's because of George South. George South. And did, yeah, did he, was he one of the, uh, did he train, he trained you? Him and Tony Kazina. Tony Kazina, I give him a lot of credit. He came at a very crucial point in my life and very crucial point in my career and, and gave me a lot of insight and, and pulled me aside. Mostly the best training that Tony ever gave me is when we'd sit on a, when he would live at the High Spots intern apartment and we would just sit on the couch and watch wrestling all day on Sunday and he would just be like, look at the way 
he looks at the camera and his promos and he would critique promos as they're happening and, and talk about spots and, and talk about what's good, what, what, what you don't see anymore, what you do see anymore, why that is and why is this and why is that, what could be possible, what should be possible, what should we thinking about, like just all types, types of variables and really, really worked out my mind where George really kind of tested my will and tested my mettle and my, you know, pushed me to the limit physically and mentally. Wow. Um, you mentioned something earlier about, I, I believe you said, unless I misheard you, you said, uh, like comedy wrestling, correct? Did you say that yeah. with the Terry, with the Terry Funk spots? Um, did you always have a, and we'll get, or at least I'll, I'll touch on your wrestling style and the fact that you're quote unquote, I don't like to label things like this, but you're quote unquote, a, a comedy wrestler, I guess is I am I'm the poor man's version of Colt Cabana and Joey Ryan. So if uh, you as a promoter don't want to pay for them, <laughs> get me at very very affordable rate, and I will drive in, sir. So, um, have you always had a inkling to blend the world of comedy and the world of wrestling together into one? As the type of wrestler you are today, like when did that occur to you? Like that's that's the character, that's the avenue you want to take. I did a lot of really deep thinking not too long ago because I thought my wrestling career was over and I wanted to figure out why why is it I, I want to do this. And I had to ask myself a lot of serious questions like that. And I came to the conclusion that I want to entertain the people. Right. Well, that's a, that's a very broad term and that wasn't a good enough answer for me. So I dug a little bit deeper. And then I come to find out that I I want to make people laugh because if when you were laughing in that moment, you like that person. It doesn't matter if your worst enemy in the entire world. If your worst enemy in the entire world tells a joke and you laugh in that moment, you do not hate that person. It's the only thing that's true. People can lie and fake and pretend to be nice to you your face people can even pretend to love you for a while and then just decide they don't anymore and you question you know was that even real and but when you make somebody laugh in that particular moment they like you that's real that acceptance that 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 thing that i've always hunted for my entire life much like junkyard dog walking out and the people standing up it's because they were excited to see him and my thing is, once you stand up and you're excited to see me and I deliver you a punchline or I deliver you a laugh, then I know you like me. And I think that's all I've ever, all I've ever wanted in life, and that's, that's the truest form of it is in comedy. It is. It's, you make someone laugh. That's, you, can't, you can't really fake that. And I think yep. that's what you're touching on. But you said something there. So you, you've always strived for acceptance. Is that in the wrestling world or in general, in life in general? Yeah, it, it should be. You know, yeah. I, I, consider, I consider myself uh, like a well. You know, like I, people, when you go to a, like a, a well, you, you, you drop the bucket down, you scoop up the water, and you pour the water that you got from this well into a vessel and you take it back to your home to uh, wash, clean your clothes, uh, cook with, uh, 
clean your children, uh, do all kinds of things with this water. The water can give life. If you drink it, you can do all kinds of things with this water that you've pulled from a well. And then you, you were like, oh, this well, I'm so grateful to have this well. So I should give something to the well. Well, I mean, you could pour some more water in, but it's a well. It already has enough water. You're like, well, this well gave, gave helped give us food. Let's put food in the well. All the wells get just like, what do I do with this? And it's, you know, yeah. you can't give anything back to it. It won't allow it. It doesn't accept it. It, it, it doesn't understand it. it. All the well ever wants is for you to recognize that it's a well and appreciate it's there. So. Interesting. Never thought of it that way. Yeah, that, that's what I am. I just want to give you something special that you go about your life and, and uh, not be concerned about me. About Jake. About uh, Man Scout. Yeah. Um, describe your character. What is, what is Man Scout Manning? Man Scout Manning is an overgrown Boy Scout. Uh, and, and that was, uh, when, the, when a young lad who has served in the Boy Scouts to the ripe age of 18, he is promptly kicked out of the Boy Scouts and told that he can no longer be in the Boy Scouts. <laughs> That's nice. The whole story is, is that what if somebody's whole life revolved around the Boy Scouts of America and the achievements that he earned? And then all of a sudden they said they kicked him out when he was 18 and said goodbye. What's he do with his life? If that's what defined him and now that's gone, what does he do? So essentially, the man's got is a crazy person. He's trying to continue on something that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Crazy. He can't let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you, you're an actual Eagle Scout. Is that right? I am. I am. I keep my Eagle Scout card in my wallet in case somebody questions me on it. <laughs> I pulled out a couple of wrestling shows. And I, I love that uh, apparently, uh, news thing, that Sergeant Slaughter, it's been, you know, proven that he never served in the, in the military. I get out. Services. This is true. There's been, and that's the thing. Everybody, we all accept that. We all know that. Oh, uh, he, oh, he, he. That's what he is. But they did some digging, and that's not the case. And he's been going out there, and everybody, and there's a couple of people that are like real hipsters, like, oh, I always knew that was a gimmick. I'm like, no, you didn't. Everybody thought Sergeant Slaughter served. Well, apparently he didn't. S- somewhere, somewhere, right? Didn't. He, I, I assumed he served somewhere. Not, not nobody could find any record of. If somebody has done digging on it, he has not served. And we've just gone about and just accepted that. But then I come out with my Boy Scout outfit, which is something that you could very easily do. Mm-hmm. To be a Boy Scout, you just have to walk into your local troop and sign up and sign a piece of paper. It's not like you had to go through boot camp and and do that. And you just sign a piece of paper, but I get questioned whether or not I was a, a Boy Scout or not. So. Torship, if you ask me. Yep. Um, okay, so we, we touched on your character, the crazy uh, Man Scout Manning, uh, the Boy Scout who couldn't let it go at the age of 18. What about your style? How would you, where would you put your style? Uh, I would avant-garde. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try, my goal is to give you something that you've never seen before. 
I, I think you're coming. Whether it is me wrestling a camping tent, whether it is I <laughs> put somebody through a camping tent, whether it is I hit the ropes and read the books, I, my goal is to do something on the show that nobody else will do on the show. And and if you are a first-time fan or you're uh, or first time seeing me, I'm going to show you something uh, happen in a wrestling ring that you've never seen happen before. That's what I do. Who's more over, you or the tent that you put over? Oh, I, I, I clearly, clearly, I'm over. The tent's been hiding ever since it, we it lost our, our grudge match. So I have, I have not seen any, no hide, no here, no canvas or tent pole from the tent. No stake, nothing. Nothing. Um, you have, how long you been in the business? This will be my. 17th year. 17th year. Um, what is Man Scout Manning's five-year plan as a wrestler? Survive. Survive. Um, right, what's your five-day plan? Survive, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I got my bug-out bag packed. Like, uh, like I, I love how everybody's comments right now are like, well, if we we do too little, it's better to, to do too much than uh, know that we did too little. Um, everybody's applying that to sitting around their house and watching Disney Plus. I uh, am applying that to packing a bug out bag, which allows me to survive um, at any location for at least a week to 10 days. I have shelter, food, um, everything I need and basically packed in one bag and I can grab it and take off out my door in a minute's notice. I have a nature preserve behind my house. I can go hide out there and wait for whatever to stop burning and then come back in and scavenge the world. How, how has the world affected uh, Man Scout's, I don't know, daily activities? I mean, everything was canceled for him, right? All his matches, done. Uh, also, too, like, I, like I, I've had a lot of personal stuff happen to me recently. Yeah. I, I work for com. Right. And, yep. uh, video editor, correct? Yeah, video editing, but also, too, now I've had to take a lot of, a lot of responsibilities o- over there and just trying to do whatever I can to keep the lights on, basically, and working 12 hours a day, every yeah. day. I'll probably have to work on, on Saturday as well, just to do whatever I can. Just to ensure that we continue to be a business. I know I'm I'm at least good for the next paycheck, but then after that, I don't know, but I'm still going to have to keep working if I want to ensure that this place that has provided me employment for 15 years stays in business. So if you guys have any, you know, any inkling or ever wanted to buy anything and you have the means to buy something yeah. from my spot. I know I have a lot of people that, that are going to be going on employment right now. I know, I know cash is something you ever want to hang on to, but if you have the means and you've always been a fan of professional wrestling, I highly recommend that you go over to high spots. We have a 50% off and a 36% off on a lot of things right now. And we are just, I've been pulling orders and I, I look at all the stuff that people purchase on an order and I go, man, this is a big order. And then I'm like, I wonder how much this costs after the sale price. And I've been floored yeah. by the amount of money that people pay for something that I would pay for myself if I was a fan. 
like like autograph pieces like there's been a couple of times where i'm like oh my god you this person got like an exorbitant amount of autographs from quality people uh like stone cold steve austin sean michaels rick flair bret hart and the grand total for all of this is absurd like um it just it, it floors me a little bit and then seeing somebody almost order the entire pwg library for just a few hundred bucks it's, it's just it just blows my mind like i can't believe so like getting away with this so if, like i said if you don't have the means please don't, don't don't spend the money but if you have the means and you are a wrestling fan and you're not taking advantage of this once in a lifetime sale for high school we haven't we haven't run a sale like this ever and People are there's people taking advantage of, but also any wrestler or anybody that's ever been interested in wrestling or, or anything like that or wanting to wrestle. Like it's a great thirty six percent off. Also includes knee pads, boots, gear, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Like you know, if this clears up and you want gear, this would be right now is a good time to go get gear. It'll be you'll have it and you would have got it for a steal. Yeah, I think it's fifty. I think it's what fifty percent off the DVDs, thirty six percent off everything else, I believe. Except for, I believe, except for rings and ring accessories. Yeah. Because um, I was on there, I was looking at masks. I'm a big mask fan. I like a lot of masks. Oh, okay. This is the time. This is the time to get your masks. This is the time to get your autographs. Uh, definitely DVDs. Like, and and there's a few like like a lot of like comp Japanese comp yeah. sets and. CW comp sets, and you can't get on the network, so it's a good time. And I think it's something that gets lost in, I mean, this whole coronavirus thing, uh, a lot of the, you guys, independent wrestlers are out of bookings, you're out of that that income that comes in, um, and all this stuff, but something that didn't occur to me until I started, until I booked you for this spot and, and started researching you, is that High Spot is, is... In, it hurts them as well, and I didn't understand quite how it would hurt a website which could be anytime, anywhere. You know, you can you can buy from, you can you can watch, you can get DVDs. I I wasn't. It shocked me to learn um, that they were put on this sale. So I don't. Does that money that money goes to its employees? Like I'm... no, well, see, you got to keep in mind we just um, we we run WrestleCon too. Oh, okay, and okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm, I'm an idiot. WrestleMania went underground, basically. Yep, yep. So and that's we had instead of instead of postponing, we canceled, which means we have to issue refunds. Right. And some of that money was wrapped up in other things and a lot of other things. And we had to generate some capital, and luckily we we've done that. Where we are working our way, we we had kind of a, a snag with like some of the bank because we were giving away so many refunds so fast. Right. Um, I think I think some people have received their refunds, but I think there's a large chunk of people that we're still waiting for the bank to disperse the funds, and we're and we're and we're going through that. So like it, it's been it's been a whole process, it's been a whole thing, but we've basically. Uh, have been working our way through the refunds and going through a lot of processes to return the money to a lot, a lot of people for that because they probably need it right now. 
um, as opposed to just saying, oh, we're postponing the event. We'll do it when we do it. Or we'll see you guys in L.A. and we got your money already. We're, we don't think that's the good conscious thing to do, um, especially we recognize that people people probably need that money and we need to return it back to them as quickly as possible. And we are trying to expedite that price process the best we possibly can. And it's put a lot of strain on my boss, who is also on top of folding up the tents of Russell Cod, also trying to keep this business that he has has been running himself for two decades or more. I so I want to apologize because I should have known this because I've been in contact with um, Christy, uh, the wife mm-hmm. of um, yeah. I don't even know her husband's name, but she's the wife of of the guy who runs WrestleCon. Pretty yep. much, and uh, I, I was going to try to get him on here to talk about basically what we just talked about. How it, you know, the loss of WrestleMania weekend week, pretty much, has really hurt the business. It, it just didn't occur to me as we were talking that high spots in WrestleCon was so intermingled. I guess I, I, uh, you know, I'm 40. I have three daughters, and they keep me busy. And I guess I just forgot. <laughs> Well, no, it's okay. We, we we try to keep it as separate as possible. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. One goes after the other, another. Right? It's, it's the whole thing. But yeah. no, it's it is a lot of intermingling, for for sure. Um, and, well, uh, if you want some turnbuckles for the Joey Ryan penis party, they were made. They're forty nine ninety nine. I'm gonna pick myself up some. Just saying. You, know, you 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 better hurry. They've been selling. They've been selling very well. So yeah, I would, I would better... up, especially Joey Joey's uh, penis party. Yeah, everyone um, else, Joey's that, that one's been selling pretty well, and we only got twelve of them. So please jump on that. Oh man, Joey's fucking penis party! I got to pull my nose back up. I was looking at my DMs. Um, yeah. So that's a. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about uh, how did this get booked? I believe that's a, a thing you do on your YouTube. It's on my YouTube. It's a, it's a podcast. Which today's episode was supposed to be out today, but my producer. Uh, has been MIA for whatever reason. Uh, I sent him the episode, uh, this week's episode on Tuesday, and I haven't heard from him. I would be love. I would love, love to plug um, the episode that's out right now, which is uh, uh, WrestleMania Seven. It is on my YouTube page. Um, I definitely put it up on my YouTube page because I, I do the YouTube video. But right. I have. It should be out on Spotify, Stitcher. Apple Podcast right now, and basically, it's we take a non-wrestling fan and um, make them watch a show that's less than stellar with me and my co-host Zane Riley. Uh, but our non-wrestling fan actually uh, lost her job oh. last week uh, because of all of this, and she had to move back with her parents. She wasn't able to do the podcast when we we were going to record it, so. I guess since WrestleMania is going to have no fans, uh, how did this get book? Had a no, had no non wrestling fan in attendance for the podcast. So me and Zane Riley jumped in and had a wonderful conversation um, about everything about the show. We did the best we could, and uh, sometimes the episodes where it's just me and Zane are, are sometimes the better ones. And we and we did our best covering WrestleMania seven. Seven. One and one of the other, the other one that had a last minute venue change. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Do, you, do you not know the story that they were advertising? Uh, WrestleMania Seven was supposed to be in the LA Coliseum, and 
Bruce Pritchard will tell you a little column A, a little column B, that it was um, poor ticket sales and security issues because running the Coliseum would cost all this extra um, money for security, lighting, all types of different things, and the company didn't have the money for that. Also, too, they weren't selling the tickets for it, so it, it made more sense to run the L.A. Sports Arena. WrestleMania 7, is that – was that the Sorry? one – go ahead. So it's the one with Hulk Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter, oh, yeah. Iraqi War. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I must have been too young. Didn't didn't even realize that. Guess I should have followed up on that. Um, you were on a wrestling podcast. And you don't know what WrestleMania Seven. You no. don't know that Terry Funk was in Saturday Night's no, no. event. No, I'm you gonna. Make, I'm gonna. You're, go. making me, you're making me look like an old man. Like I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> this is my last show. <laughs> <laughs> Should be, right? Yeah, I'm failing. Um, but anyways, if you need someone to freaking upload and, and get your, your podcast out there, just, just get a hold of me because I did about two today. I don't know what your okay. producer's doing. And I homeschooled I three no girls. He, he's in Oregon, so I don't oh. know what's going on with him. So. Do you up, uh, stay up to date with today's product? With today's no, promotion? I check, into my, I check into my friends. Yeah, you know, that's about it. That's about it. Who's who's some of your uh, close friends? Well, I helped train Cedric Alexander. I was oh. I was right there in the beginning part, but a lot of it was because of him and his drive. So I, I can't take credit for it, but I was, I was definitely, you know, I, I tried to try to give him the best possible opportunity for success, and he succeeded. He did, and he took a hard shot this week. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, you know, that's, that's Cedric. You yeah, know, leaning with his head. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, too, you know, Kevin Owens is, is a good friend of mine. I, I, uh, I've known him for a very long time. Also, Sammy Zayn. Um, a lot of a lot of other guys there. Also, too, like a lot of the AEW AEW guys. Like, see them around. I see them a lot more than I've seen some of the WWE guys over the. I've seen a lot the AEW guys a lot over the last several years and I've seen some guys that I have been very close with and known for a very long time, like Scott Dawson. I haven't seen him in, I don't know, might be decades by now. Might be a decade by now. Well, you might see him soon. He's a free agent, I believe. Yeah. You never know. Maybe. I mean, he he is the Bret Hart to my Shawn Michaels, so it's about time we come back around. I just got to shove a bunch of gauze down my my biker shorts and... (laughs) Um, what about NWA? Do you follow the NWA? I mean, a little bit because Caleb Connolly's there. Oh yeah, but I keep and I keep keep trying to get him to book me to be a cameraman, but they just keep turning me down for whatever reason. They got the uh, they got the circle squared. You didn't want to uh, sign up for that. They don't want me. They got, listen. They they have zero. There 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 are a lot of wrestling promotions right now that are doing a lot of things. I promise you, I promise you, the one that wants me the least is the NWA. Oh my they God, are you serious? Me. Because I would uh, think they, oh, they, you'd fit South perfect. Oh, South, oh, I'd be perfect anywhere for sure. I would, I would be perfect for them. But I think everybody involved in what they want to put out in the world, they want nothing to do with the Manscaped character at all. 
at all. They, they that is not what they want to put out into the world at all. They got like, Zicky Dice as their champ, their TV champion. They put that out in the I world. Would, I would have a better chance of signing with WWE as a 38 year old with bad knees and no international experience than I ever would to have one match with the NWA. No, the NWA has zero interest in me whatsoever. Now, I would be good on it. I would be great on it. People would like that, but they will never book me. Oh, and that's close sad. Second would be, close second would probably be Ring of Honor. Like, those are the two that will have nothing to do with me ever. Ever. Why is that? But, I don't know. If you you look at the roster. They 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 want nothing to do with a guy who is a is a comedy guy, a character guy. They've either got their character. They guy, had Cole Cabana, but 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 they already got him. They already got him, and they're done. They don't need anymore. Once they got one, you're done. You got one, you're done. You don't need another one. Why do we need you when we got him? So now we just want serious wrestlers and trunks. Ugh. Wrestling is supposed to be fun, man scout. I know it is. Oh, I know it is. But uh, once they get their character guy, and like this is our character guy, and this is the only character guy we can have. That's how, how promoters and those promotions operate. They want nothing to do uh, with anybody else. Once they got their character guy, like we got our character guy, we don't want any more. As opposed to getting, a, 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 getting this character guy and getting the evil character guy and put them in different trajectories, and then have a meet oh. at a point, and then there's a story that you can tell with them. Yeah, nobody thinks like that, and nobody at all thinks like. That. So the best option for me at NWA is being the camera guy. <laughs> I, I, that's 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 why I'm I'm angling for it. So when people, so when fans are like, I want to see the man's got an NWA. I I do too. I want to be uh, on there as the camera guy because that's the only position they will ever give to me. You gotta, you gotta, you understand how these, how, you gotta understand how these people work. I mean, I could go beg for a job, and they're just gonna tell me no forever. And I already know it. I already know what their answer is gonna be because I already know how they operate. Because I already know what they, they've got in their mind. I don't agree with what they have in their mind. Hence, why I, I do the wrestling that I do. I do the wrestling that I do because I think it works. I think it's successful. I think it's what people want to see. I think it's interesting, and I think I'm good at it. Not just good great at it and i would be great on their promotions doing doing their shows and, and and being a part of their product but they have no interest and they are so short-sighted that they won't see the potential in someone like me and, but that is completely okay they make the decisions i do not in, in five dollar wrestling i make the decisions and i feel like i've made good decisions so far so that's that's, Got me on my rant right now. No, that's that's great. That is, I love love the rant. I love to hear it, and uh, it, it, you know, it opens my eyes. I I like the NWA, but I like you as well, and I love your character. And it shocks me to hear. It just it shocks me to hear that you know you had Cole Cabana in ROH, you had him in NWA. You have Dan Dan Housen, who's great as well, a comedy guy himself. They, they, got they already got their one. They already got their one. Well, I'd say go one. They don't. They don't. You. They don't have a. They don't. They don't get a second. So. That's 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 the curse of the comedy guys. Once you get your one, they they think that they don't have room for two. But they do. Uh, well, we could get on this all day. 
Yeah, they, no, they definitely do. They definitely do need to. And you can put them in different spots in different places and all the same amount of But they're like, oh, well, if we have two comedy guys, then we're just gaga. And, and then they take themselves way too seriously as opposed to just finding out a way to, to have levity in two different spots. And, yeah, they don't know how to stagger that and how to put that together. What about the M- MLW? You watch any of that? I'm aware of it. I enjoy it. I like it. I think it's it's done a lot for Brian Tillman Jr., so I'm happy to see that. It's done for a lot of things for a lot of other people. Yeah, uh, so. yeah. it's not bad. Um, $5 yeah. Wrestling. Go ahead. What were you going to yeah. say? No, 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 I'm done. <laughs> You're done. That's it. The rant. It's over. Uh, $5 Wrestling. You mentioned that. You want to you wanna elaborate on that a little bit? Idol Wrestling is a, a creation that I came up with. I, Jake Manning, uh, came up with and uh, reached out to Colt Cabana and Marty DeRosa about, or most specifically Colt, and he gave me some feedback and introduced me to Marty and thinks that he'd be the best guy for for this project that we, we had cooking up. And it's, it rolled right along, and then it stopped abruptly um, because of a multitude of different reasons, but now it's back. Uh, it's something that when I am at some of the darkest points in my life and the most depressed and bummed out, it's a thing that I can turn to, um, to give me solace. And it's definitely been that for me last year, which is a very rocky year for me. Uh, I saw, saw a lot of highs last year, but a lot of lows where this year has been full with a lot of lows. And I have to say like the, the, the couple um, the little little bit of five dollar wrestling that I've done this year has really been the highest of, of highs for me. And once we kind of settle things down here in North Carolina, we're gonna get an empty arena five dollar wrestling show. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna take every precaution. I'm gonna basically do our blocks where the guys who are having a match, they're gonna come in. Yeah. They're gonna dress. They're gonna cut their promos. They're gonna wrestle their match. And then Boom. they're gonna oh. go ahead and get out the door. And I'm just going to do different blocks throughout the day. And I'm going to spend an entire day putting together a five-match, maybe six-match card of $5 wrestling. And I'm going to, and it's going to be empty arena. And I'm going to call it one piece at a time. So as soon as, so as, soon as this calms down. Step by step. Gonna, it's going to be one piece at a time like the Johnny Cash show. Oh. Um, I, I like that you went to step by step ABC. ABC, DJF, <laughs> but, uh, you can't remember WrestleMania 7, 1991. So. No, I can't. Oh, man, I tell you, this is great stuff. Um, all right, I'm going to end with one question. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a two-part question. So you, I want you – it's a dream match, dream wrestling match with Man Scout Gaming. I want you to book yourself against one wrestler from the past – and one wrestler uh, from today. Okay. Well, the past is easy. This is this is the when people ask this question about dream matches, and, and they give me the caveat for anyone, any place, and any time. Yes. Uh, it is always, always, and will be forever. Brad Armstrong. Oh wow! I was not expecting you to say that. Yeah, Brad Armstrong. And there, there was times where it could have happened, um, but George South just wouldn't let him go <laughs> long enough for me to ever have a match with him. But um, I was a very big fan of Brad Armstrong 
when I got, like, I grew up a big wrestling fan, and then wrestling went away from me for a few years, mostly because it went to cable, more so cable than it did, like, like I, the syndicated shows were very hard to find, and I couldn't find yeah. them. They rarely ever find them. And then when I got cable, uh, I went, fell back in love with WWF, but then I discovered WCW. Right. And I, I used to watch WCW Saturday night in, like, the beginning of 1995, and my favorites on WCW Saturday Night in 1995 were Arn Anderson, Sir Robert Earl of Eaton, ooh, Sir Bobby, Bobby, and I had no no context of him, no knowledge of him from Midnight Express. That I did not see NWA until like I moved here to Charlotte, North Carolina. Was not even aware of it. Um, and then my, my absolute favorite was. Brad Armstrong, and he basically, Bobby was basically a job guy on there. I mean, yeah, he had a tag team with, you know, William Regal, and they, they won some matches. Enhancement talent, they'd say. They, 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 were, they were mostly like a good middle-of-the-road tag team to get over the Harlem Heat or get over the American Males. Like, they were just built up enough to put other people over. Um but they, they were great at it. They were entertaining the crap out of me. They were my favorites. And uh, Brad Armstrong very much was a guy that might win a match, might lose a match. And, like, just seeing Brad Armstrong was so, so good. I just unbelievable. And it just, I think he was great. And I, just, I think he's awesome. And when I moved here, uh, George gives people nicknames. Because he doesn't remember real people's nicknames. <laughs> people doesn't remember his people's real names because he's like, you're just going to leave me anyway, so why should I remember your name? <laughs> and uh, But I stuck around for 15 years. And his name for me was uh, Bullet because I look like Brad Armstrong. And that made me so happy because oh, I love Brad yeah, Armstrong. Yeah, I've always loved Brad Armstrong. And that it would be the easiest, it would be the simplest match, but it would be the match I've always wanted to ever have take the Russian leg sweep, have them float over. I, I think one of the things I'm going to do before when this all clears up, I'm going to get back in, in the ring and start training a little bit harder and just get myself ready. I think I'm going to start doing the Russian leg sweep like Brad and make that just a part of my arsenal just for whatever reason, just put that in a, in a match more often because you don't see people doing the Russian leg sweep. No. Especially float over. I used to do that all the time, but I think I need to go back to that a little bit. Um yeah, I I, I think I remember. Go ahead. Present. Uh, we've been talking about it. You might see it on a bar wrestling one of these days. I don't know, but I had I wrestled at Wrestlepalooza, and I did some of my book stuff where I was like <laughs> going through spots while reading a book, and Orange Cassidy was there, and Orange was like, "You and me need to have a match." With him doing stuff with his hands in his pocket, yeah, yeah, and he going through stuff, reading a book, <laughs> like that, and then me incorporating a tent, like it's gonna be the match. Like nobody would have any everything in that match. Nobody's ever seen before. It's funny you so, you say Orange Cassidy because I was gonna ask you earlier in this interview. Um, a, I I don't know what you said made me think of of Orange Cassidy might have been comedy wrestling or whatever and that people don't appreciate it enough. But uh, I was going to ask you if you had a match with Orange Cassidy yet or not. Um, I have not. Will you 
we, we've been talking about it. Maybe something you see at a bar wrestling one of these days or, or somewhere else, but it's... Okay, it, it would be great. It'd be perfect. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a good guy. And uh, pay attention to the high spots very soon. We've got some interesting Orange Cassidy um, merchandise memorabilia coming out very soon. All right. No, I want. I'll, I'll be getting that. Cause he's he's great. Little hand, little hand, little exclusive for your show. We, you know, we're, we we got to create some new new product, new stock, uh, even in this time, and not be stagnant. And uh, it might be, may or may not be Orange Cassidy related. Oh, that's great. Um, when you when you mentioned uh, Brad Armstrong, the first thing that came to my mind was like Clash of the Champions. I I can just I remember. I think I remember like a Brad Armstrong match on Clash of the Champions on like TBS. Uh, I could be totally wrong, but but I definitely remember him at that time. And uh, the Sir Bobby Eaton and Arne Anderson, that was a good time. I'll tell you that. What'd you like yeah. better then? You you like WCW or WWF at the time? I grew up a WWF guy. Yeah, like I didn't know I didn't know NWA existed until. <sighs> Somebody said it on WCW. Yeah. Or maybe, or maybe even that time that it was on WWE. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I, I, like, had no idea what it was. So, I mean, I had no idea of Jim Crocker promotions. I mean, I probably still would have been a WWF guy because I like, I was a kid and I like cartoons. So. Yeah. Um, you've been watching a lot of TV since we've been all stuck at home. I haven't been stuck at home. I've been at the office. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Sorry about that. You've been you've been working your ass off. Yeah, I'm gonna work my ass off to keep the lights on, um, and barely barely eating too. Like I I'm still getting my workouts in, but it's been it's been draining. It's been very tiring. It's been tough. Um, I, I although I, I had made a point to just kind of chill out on Sundays. The thing I was gonna do is make. Sunday, my day of just like I ain't doing anything or uh, do what I want to do or whatever. Last yeah. Sunday, I started watching The Wire. Oh, so, great! It's a phenomenal I, show. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and get in it out a little bit. Well, Jake, I'll tell you this, um, and I don't know, I don't know WrestleMania seven, so I don't know much of all. But um, it is a tough time, and you're working your ass off from what you've told me and from what I follow along on Twitter in all the tough times and whatnot. Just, uh, you know, take that one day. Take it to yourself uh, and stay strong. You know what I mean? That's that's my opinion anyways. But <laughs> take it for what it's worth. Um, but anyways, another thing I do on this show is I, I take pride and I don't ever want to keep anybody over an hour. I just don't. Okay. It's it's none of us need to be wasting our time with over an hour of that stuff. Um, but what I what I do is I give you the mic. You have the floor now. You can say whatever you want, anything you want. You can put yourself over, put no one over. You can bury me. You can bury yourself. You can plug highspots dot com, which has a phenomenal stale right now. Um, mm-hmm. but. The floor is yours, sir, and I just want to thank you for coming on. Uh, I, I appreciate I appreciate you having me. Um, obviously, go to highspots.com. That's very important, uh, especially right now. We're and and give us as much patience patience as possible. Uh, we are we've 
sent all our workers home because we were supposed to do that from North Carolina. Um, I'm actually there illegally. <laughs> I think right now. I won't tell work. anyone. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. I won't. Uh, like, I'm, just, I'm just there to pick up something for work uh, <laughs> and being there for 12 hours. But, um, you know, we're trying to try to keep the lights on. You know, like I said, if you have the means and you're a wrestling fan, um, go buy something, not just to support us, but the sale's ridiculous. It sure <laughs> like, is. You, you'd be dumb not to take advantage of it. Like, I, if you have the means, this is this is the time, friends. Uh, and, and even two wrestlers, elbow pads, knee pads, kick pads, 36% off. Trust me, once you see that grand total and hopefully all this passes, you know, You'll you'll be that those savings will will, will be much welcomed. Um, thinking ahead like that, um, you know, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, especially Twitter. I've been trying to be as you know, active as possible, let people know and update what's going on with all the stuff with WrestleCon, all the stuff with High Spots. I'm very 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 active, especially on Twitter nowadays. Um, and I just tweeted something not too long ago because I said I've gone through some personal stuff on top of all this. I don't need to get into. I already no. made it public on my Twitter feed. Um, but a lot of things happened in the span of a week, and it was it's a lot to deal with, and it, it's it's very frustrating because a lot of the outlets on how I deal with yeah um, depression like this are gone for me. I don't have wrestling shows. I don't have comedy shows. I don't have open mics to go to. I can't perform. Um, that that was always my outlet, and I don't have that anymore. And I'm I'm basically the thing that's keeping me sane is is, is working as much as I am, but it's also taking a toll on me mentally. And I'm fading out even as I'm saying this. I know I, I I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, don't don't let that you know find a way, find an outlet now, find someone to talk to. God damn it, Jake! If you want to just DM me to say something absolutely stupid that you're pissed off about. You can do it. I ain't gonna tell anybody. You want you want to do a set right now as a comedian? I'll let you do it. You want to do it? Uh, it's quite it's quite okay. Okay. Uh, um, I, it's, it's, um, it's a little different. I've I've seen the fucking non-audience fucking comedy stuff, and it sucks. <laughs> okay. So, All right. You got I'm a good not point. Gonna subject, it, I'm not it, gonna subject it, anybody to that. Like I've seen the fucking Skype comedy. <laughs> <laughs> And all of you, stay off Instagram live. Stay off. There's uh, no need. And all of you assholes are like, should I start a podcast now? Seems like a good time. No, it's not a good time. No, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> um, just, just do what you're doing before. Um, but no, uh, I am. I'm very serious. If we, if we get past this, like my. I consider like everything that I've gone through and the, and the headspace that I've been in and everything I've, I've dealt with. I've, I've referred to this as my Ric Flair plane crash moment. Oh. Like, like they always talk about yeah. Ric Flair never being the same after he had that plane crash. Yeah. Um, I fully anticipate uh, my life being different if we get through. If we get if we get past this and I get to about to where I was before all of this oh you guys are going to hate me i'm going to be a monster mm-hmm. and i'm going to be hard to deal with but i will be the best show in town so you bet you better 
watch this train go down the tracks flaming on like every end possible um it will be quite a glorious thing and i think it'll be quite entertaining so uh, uh i would be looking out for that and my life will be a lot different because um i did all the right things and it didn't matter and I did just enough to get past this awful time, and I'll get past the next one. Or maybe I will make it to it. We'll see. We'll I'm going to start living uh, life a little bit differently and a little bit more for what I want. So. Awesome. Jake, thank you for coming on the show tonight. I appreciate it. Keep up the hard work, and uh, we'll be in touch, sir. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Have a great night. You too. <clears throat> well, there he is. Man Scout Manning. Oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it tremendously. Um, he, it was good. I had a lot of fun with it and I hope you enjoyed it as well. Go to uh, highspots.com, pick up something, uh, check him out at man's man scout Manning on Twitter, man scout Manning. And uh, Roman Roman Reigns is out for WrestleMania. Who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, this guy's called the Standing Streamer. Wrestling with regret, and you're watching putting you over.